good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode 223 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm gesturing wildly at the Skype camera that we share. This is Florence Ion going two, two, three. <laughs> well, this is this is a very, very special episode, <laughs> uh, episode area code number because uh, we are two, two, three is the area code that serves South Central Pennsylvania and the mm. Susquehanna Valley, uh, mm. which has two really great things about it. Number one, Susquehanna is a really, really lovely, sometimes funny word to say. It's like if you need to pull out a word from your memory as a place name and you want people to be please so good at pronouncing. You're exactly. so good at pronouncing this stuff, Andy. I really I appreciate you for yes. and I'm sure people out there appreciate you also pronouncing yes. this correctly. Well, there, there was also the old vaudeville routine uh, immortalized in a Three Stooges uh, short mm. about how someone goes nuts every time they hear the word Susquehanna. Uh, maybe we should put a trigger warning on this episode. I don't think if that it was that was based on a real syndrome, of course, but we would hate it if someone had their fine straw hat, had their fist punched through it because somebody went through uh, a But but the even better thing about uh, about uh, two two three area code, it is the home of uh, Lancaster County, uh, and so the Pennsylvania Dutch country. So which makes me so as soon as I found that out, all I could think of was delicious pies and ludicrously warm and cozy quilts so oh. i don't i i i don't know if i'm if i'm uh, uh if i'm falling prey to uh prejudice and the idea of uh, associating pennsylvania dutch country country with driving through and stopping at places to buy incredible pies and really cozy quilts all i remember is that uh, as a kid we had a car trip that involved uh, visiting relatives in Western Pennsylvania. And one of the highlights was, again, pies and the quilts that uh, my mom and dad bought that became the ones that you fight over as a kid when, like, they when people are making beds. It's like, no, 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 I want the, yeah, yeah it's just lovely. So hats off to you. See, when I think of Lancaster, I think of the desert because it's a, it's a city in about two hours outside of L.A., that's in the ah. desert. And so all anybody I know from Lancaster just complains about it being in the desert. So <laughs> I like the idea of warm apple pie, though, uh, and tis the season. Indeed. T- you're wearing a T-shirt today. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm, I'm wearing, well, I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> it's, I, bought, I bought this on eBay last week. It is like one of those like uh, engineered comfort wicking drying Ooh, fabric. You have a zipper like, pocket, t-shirt. too. Yes, with a zipper pop, it's like a golf shirt sort of thing, but it's mm-hmm. black, so it's dark and dangerous as opposed to like, you know, uh, uh, Jack Nicholasy. And I bought it last week because, wow, this is a, exactly the sort of shirt that I like, and it's exactly the color and the style that I like. And wow, I can't believe it's only like $6. It looks like it's brand new. Hopefully, it wasn't shoplifted. Uh, oh, too bad. I really won't be able to wear it until like May. And so I want you to imagine me like leaving the house to go uh, the coffee shop to do some work and get some lunch wearing like a T-shirt <laughs> because it's hot and it's humid today and wow. finding that eBay has delivered this thing and right there next to the mailbox, ripping this package over open and putting on this incredibly light and comfortable shirt. That's wow. Is, hopefully we'll have winter here in New England. I'm not counting on it. This is 2019, 2020. It's not five years ago when we were having normal weather, but. Oh, well, that was fun. At least we took mm-hmm. some pictures of what normal weather in October looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, I feel like we haven't really checked in with you in a while. I feel like I just <laughs> keep talking about what's going on in my life, uh, which, I mean, there's a lot going on in my life, but I know there's a lot going on in your life as well. Well, you you, you have people in your life. I simply have <laughs> my work and my, uh, and my side business <laughs> Crafting custom dance shoes. I have shoes one person for... in my life. He, he, well, he works from home half come the week. Come to an empty apartment, and hopefully, empty apartment. If it had people in it, that would mean that someone would broken in. Oh, well, Andy. okay. The, the, the only passion, okay, the only like passion play going on in my life right now is that I have become un. Uh, I it seems as though I can't stay in a relationship with a notes app for more than two years. I don't know I feel this. what that says about my emotional state. Started off with Evernote, but then it became like too big and too clunky and then i switched to google notes because it was so well integrated but it seemed as though that it's like google keep i'm uh, sorry google keep sorry okay no Stupid. i just wanted but google, google, i wanted google to keep. make sure there wasn't some secret google notes that i right. was missing out on 
but yeah, but the the problem with Google Keep is that, and there, and as I as I'm here in Google Docs with the with the show doc, there is a a lovely yellow light bulb uh, button in the right hand gutter of this window, reminding me that I have Google Keep and I can integrate right, really right. well with Google Docs. But it seemed to be optimized towards just creating a huge pile of notes. As opposed yeah. to like running stuff based on. So I, then I switched to Wonderlist, which I loved because the thing that I really, really need most for uh, for a note keeping list making thing is like uh, between what I write about, what I podcast about and what I broadcast about. Like when you see me like in front of a web browser reading stuff, I'm actually doing my job. I'm like spending hours every day like researching stuff and looking at stories and like I'm going to be my usual like Friday uh, tech thing on Boston NPR is Friday. And it's so instead of spending like two or three days panicking about it, I'm going to simply open up Wonderlist, look at an organized list where every mm-hmm. time I was reading something that I thought, ooh, this would be cool to talk about on NPR, I simply click on the plugin it will keep the make a note of the URL, and also there's a pop up of which list do you want this to be part of? Oh, put this under WGBH, not Material Podcast. Thank you, and it goes. Um, and it's been working really, really well. But the prop, I'm sort of worried because it was bought by Microsoft uh, a, a while ago, and it's they're making rumblings of wishing that everybody who was a Wonderlist and is a Wonderlist user would start using Microsoft Notes instead. And One I tried note. Microsoft Notes. No, it's it's a, I might it might be Microsoft Notes, I think. That's I, all I all I know is that I try when it gave me the little pop up saying, "Hey, have you tried Microsoft Notes? It's really quite wonderful." Or one No, there's a and reason so, I'm not using it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm so I'm giving Simple Note a try and I do like it. It's for one thing it's owned it was like a it's owned by the WordPress company. Oh, okay. So it's so it's not as though they've got like ambitious goals for it saying, "Well, it's not performing. We're not we're not getting the arc architecture food-based retailer market so we need to add these extra features like no it's for creeping notes uh it's really good at uh keeping not just like a simple to do or a simple url but also if i wanted to pay let's say that i'm down to like my last free article of the month from a news source that charges 40 dollars a month mm-hmm. and i would want to like sort of select all copy and paste it into the note Mm-hmm. It would with formatting intact. Simple Note would do that very well. The only thing I don't like about it is that it does have, it, though it does have a plugin. It uh, the tag to ta- it has a tag system, so I would have to. It wouldn't be just as simple as what Wonderlist does, which is click on the pop up, select an, a list you want to add that to. Boom, you're done. It would be again <laughs> keep the keep the thing and then scroll down to the bottom, type in a tag, and then you got it. So. I just I just want to settle down. I just I just want to have a permanent relationship. I just want to be in a position where I can love a list app and know that I'm loved by that list app. I don't think that's such a horrible thing for a human being in this day and age to want. Have you tried Notion? Hmm. No. Hmm. So Notion is extremely full featured, which might be maybe too much for what you're looking for, but I like it because it's basically a wiki. You like create your own wiki, mm. and so there are all these different templates that you can use with uh, with it. There are all these different like uh, inputs that you could set up. So it's not you can either just kind of like dump a bunch of information in there and just have like a page of information as you need it, or mm. you can create for yourself like a nice uh, kind of like yeah, like a wiki. I'm like on would, I'm you, on I'm on Notion.so of course because yes. immediately the the fact that you recommended it mean I have to check it out. And you know if you Google Notion Florence Ion life hacker you'll find a how to <laughs> that I wrote. <laughs> even <Notion>. even better. <laughs> so. I'll, I will say I'm I'm gonna have to try that almost immediately. Partly because one of the it there's one thing that in addition to being multi-platform, which is absolutely yeah. a requirement. I like the fact that before I clicked the link and I saw like the regular uh, Google search scrum, it said, and here is our pricing plans. Because although I, I've just complained about like having to cut and paste an article because I don't want to spend $30 or $40 a month to access the Wall Street Journal or whatever, it's like I, if there is a tool that I really, really depend upon, I want to be able to pay for this thing because that way – I feel as though the people who are making this can support themselves by making this and will be encouraged not only to continue to make it, but not to sell it to Microsoft, who will start changing it to something that will work as an Excel plugin. 
So yeah, yeah. see free. Uh, there's a free tier for for nothing, which is there's what I use, and it's enough tier, for what I use. Personal four dollars flat price flat price per month, and you seem to get okay. That seem and also free for students and educators. Okay, I'm definitely I'm definitely trying this out. I use this for, uh, I have a pitch tracker in here. I use one of their uh, templates for that. I have notes. So when I'm like um, researching for an article, there is a Chrome plugin that you can install through or Chrome extension, I should say. And it lets you save to a specific Notion notebook. Um, Everything for my website, like little codes that I use, maybe like CSS that I use. I have it just like pasted in there and then I have it bookmarked. So you try it out. See if... See if it can fit what you're looking for. And if not, I'll completely understand. But, you know, <laughs> no, just want to put that out there. I'm tapping the install button on my uh, yeah. on my my Pixel phone right now, and it will be on my Pixel book shortly thereafter, probably while you're doing an ad or something. Uh, yes. So we should uh, we should update folks in our Gimpy Gimpy Bush experiment because yeah, we, I, should have, we should we should we got a lot of stuff to take. We got care a lot of, of tweets of, last yeah, no, week no, too no. about it from folks. What, what grief? I'm not aware of any grief. No, no, no tweets, tweets. Oh, tweets. Okay, yes. Because I'm saying no, not how grief. Could you, are also all, uh, we we have cultivated an audience of people who are interested in this sort of stuff. Yes. Which, uh, how oh. else can we do? Just to, I, I think we're not, we're now just up to quick updates. Uh, we are now. As of just five minutes before we started recording on Wednesday, uh, we are now for the search results for, quote, podcast about the Gimpy Gimpy. And you mm-hmm. separate Gimpy Gimpy by hyphen and use that. Remember, Gimpy is with a Y. We are now the number two, the number three, and the number five search result. So I think the – and we will continue to update you as uh, as these things progress. What I'm now – my now my next target is that there are podcasts that are about us talking about the Gimpy Gimpy. That if we – nothing would make me happier than like the number seven result is that uh, somebody's saying, oh, my God, why do they talk about this each and every week? No, we're doing wonderful data. We're, we're, we're creating a exactly. data set that we exactly. can then build upon and prove upon. We don't expect uh, uh, scientific prizes. We are hoping for scientific prizes that result – that have some sort of a cash award associated with it. Uh, but we're not demanding it, which I yes. think says a lot about us. And I also want to do a quick shout out to user XLLVR. I don't actually know how to pronounce your name uh, from my Discord that sent us fan art with the Gimpy Gimpy Bush. It's me and Andy drawn as as cartoonish people uh, standing atop the material layers. And we've got a Gimpy Gimpy Bush with a giant like toxicity logo, like the the death, <laughs> the death and skulls logo it's on top of it, it's it's <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, and I'm going to somehow link it in the show notes so that you can all stare upon its glory. Um, it's my first piece of fan art that I've ever received, and it made me feel really special. So thank you to that user, uh, user XLLVR in my Discord, uh, for just taking the time to do that. That was. It, it makes this whole experiment worth it. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really it really is quite nice. I I don't think you can count of uh, b- back in junior high school when people uh, other classmates would pass around uh, drawings of me with my finger up my nose and worse. Uh, so I would say this is probably the not. I, I rarely have fan art, uh, but this is lovely. Thank you. Oh, Andy, I got uh, in. I was just telling my friend this. I got tan in a can strapped to my. <laughs> To my back, because in freshman year of high school, I was having a real goth phase. So I was buying like the CoverGirl foundation in like a very white pail to try and just, and then I had like dark black eyeliner, you know, just like smudged around my eyes. It was a look. Okay. But some, this one guy started shouting tan in a can at me to which I'm like, just by the way, to this day, everyone, I've never used self tanner because I've seen it done very poorly. Okay, there's a reason I don't do the faux tan. I I admire anyone who does it. It looks good on the people who I have seen it, but for me, it's just it's it's you know God made me pale and I've accepted it. I've accepted that that is the way my skin is. I, so. I can say I can say there's one person who might use tan in a can that I don't admire, but I don't think these people should be, other than this one person yes, should yes, be ostracized yes. for it. Uh, but actually, uh, there are other things to, even, even for this individual, there are other things he should be ostracized for. Uh, yes. Uh, but, 
before we get going, before we get to our first commercial, we have a really great update on the uh, Relay FM St. Jude fundraiser. Why don't you take care of this because you've been handling this. And for- it's so much better than us talking about how we were tortured uh, in high school and middle school. <laughs> so It's last- made us stronger. <laughs> That's what I say. True. Exactly. Solidarity. You, can, you can't hurt me there. I've been kicked there so often. It's like one big callus. There's no nerve exactly. endings there in my psyche anymore. So try harder. Well, no, don't try harder. I'm saying that. Yeah, just leave us alone. It's we've. But yeah, St. Jude, St. Jude. So uh, last month was Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And here at Relay FM, which is the network that we're on, uh, the family that we are a part of, I should say, we did a massive fundraiser to raise funds for St. Jude. And our original goal was 75K. Well, we have greatly surpassed that goal. So we are recording this on October 2nd. You'll probably be hearing it October 3rd. And because it's a new month now, we have our official tally. We raised $312,416 for St. Jude, which is just like, I just really want to thank everybody out there who contributed, no matter how little it, this was your part of this piece of pie. And, you know, this uh, St. Jude really is a part of, the real AFM heart. Like we have a lot of, um, it is close near and dear to our hearts and it is a place where people can go and they can seek help for their kids. Um, in a world where medical care of this kind is sometimes just, it's too expensive. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to get access to. And so for families to just have this chance to be able to just even have the chance of a cure for their children is a beautiful thing. Um, no child should go through this world yeah. suffering. And so we want to, we want to thank everybody again who contributed uh there's a running tally if you would if you're just curious to see you can head over to stjude.org slash material stjude.org slash relay you can see the full tally and we just just want to thank everybody and if you still want to donate you absolutely can uh you know it's the donation button is there if um you know maybe now you got five or ten bucks that you want to contribute please uh feel free to do that and thank you again for everybody who was a part of our fundraiser it's it's such a beautiful it was a really it was yeah. a beautiful beautiful thing to be a part of we so. we thought we couldn't underestimate how awesome relay fm listeners are but it turns out we underestimated how awesome you folks are so thank yeah. you very much thank you so much um and now a word from our sponsors yes This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store to sell some stuff. Maybe you want to create a portfolio to show off some stuff. Or maybe you want to create a blog to write about that stuff in a very serious manner. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do all those things. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I know so many people who are running Squarespace sites on the internet. I mean, usually when you're going around and asking, hey, what should I do if I want to start a website? you'll hear the opinion to, hey, go check out Squarespace. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use our offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for us, your favorite podcast, the material podcast. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Okay, now I love these tech stories where it seems to be almost like a soap opera or a reality show. So let's go back to the reality show of Huawei, <laughs> uh, the P30 and P30 phones that they released recently. And the ongoing trade dispute that forced Google to sever (laughs) their relationships uh, with Huawei. And so Huawei was stuck in a certain uh, watercraft without a certain implement because what good is an Android phone that has no access to the Google Play Store, Google Google services? 
Hmm? Only uh, Xiaomi. I think Xiaomi doesn't have Google Play services, and that one is the only one that's. But that's because anyway. Just but there's a but there's a reason why you don't see a lot of Xiaomi phones on the subway. Yeah, you don't see any in the U.S. <laughs> exactly. True. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> that the trade ban uh, came into effect in May, uh, and the P30 and the P30 Pro were the first Huawei phones to be released after that ban, and we're all prepared to feel real sorry for Huawei until oh gee, there is this Chinese app uh, called LZ Play. That, uh, gosh, almost immediately it appeared after the release of these two phones that allows the installation of official Google apps, including the all-important Google Play Store. Like, wow, I don't know who created this miraculous LZ Play app, but they must have some mad skills, as uh, those of us who were cognizant in the late 80s to early 90s might have put it. Well, more power to you. How wonderful. Uh, well, okay, there's, there's an update on that. <laughs> Uh, security researcher John Wu wrote a Medium post uh, about his investigation into the app because as a security expert, it occurred to him that, gosh, these are kind of like important low-level apps. I wonder how they manage, this app managed to work. Uh, he himself wrote the TL semicolon DR on this. I'm quoting him here. Uh, the current widespread method to install Google services on newly released Huawei devices relies on undocumented Huawei-specific MDM APIs. Although this quote, backdoor, unquote, requires user interaction to be enabled, the installer app, which is signed with a special certificate from Huawei, is granted privileges nowhere to be found on standard Android systems. So what this cuts down to is that Huawei phones have special Android permissions that include the ability to install super, super low-level system-level apps. Two of those permissions that they've created are completely and totally undocumented anywhere, which is definitely on the superlative side of sketchy. So uh, demonstrating that if you want to get things done, uh, uh, one of the most uh, wonderful ways to do it is to simply create a medium post. Uh, how many of our stories over the past couple of years that were really, really important and interesting started with so-and-so wrote a medium post with their experiences and or investigations? So the follow-up was pretty quick. Uh, well, first of all, whatever website that was hosting the LZ Play app was immediately taken offline. Huawei revoked the certificates that allow it to work to sort of cover tracks. But I guess it didn't appease anybody because um, if you're not familiar with SafetyNet, this is Google's own tool and own process that will certify that a phone that runs Android is safe and it's secure and hasn't been tampered with, meaning that you can trust to run uh, – apps on it and know that they're probably they're excuse me according to safety net uh, it, the test it has nothing weird about it that might result in like your credit card information being stolen or the hard mm -hmm. a secure area of the hardware being accessed by something that's not secure and well what do you know now the p30 and the p30 pro no are now fail the safety net test so the google's <sighs> tool no longer will certify to apps that run on the p30 phone that this <sighs> is a trustworthy app uh with the immediate fallout that Google Pay no longer works and any other app that asks this asks the Android system, hey, has this phone been – can you tell me that this phone has not been tampered with and that I can trust it with this thing that I'm telling the user should be really, really secure? Now Android itself will say, no, you really – shouldn't you should you should trust a, a, a hamburger that you found on the sidewalk unpackaged more than you should trust this this phone right now oh that's well. a fair assessment yeah, uh, i do I, mean, I do have to note um so last night on all about android we had michelle Raman from xta developers on and they had written about this backdoor and it's actually like quite uh it, it's quite involved to try and get it down uh installed on uh, a Huawei device, but it's just like an interesting, I don't know. It, it, to me, it just, it, like you said earlier, it feels like it's just political theater at this point that, it, and it's also, it's also just indicative of yeah. a time where we are living in this very like binary operating system, mobile operating system world where you just have either or, and I can understand why people would be freaking out over Huawei, not having access to the Google play store uh, and Google apps, but it just, uh, 
this doesn't feel like the way to do it, folks. You know, and the thing is, those Huawei phones have that backdoor, right? Because there's those phones are sold in markets where Google is uh, company non grata. So I'm thinking Russia and China. I know Russia has its own yeah. like app store sort of situation. I think it's Yandex and China has its own. Um, and so I think that's why they were able to kind of make this happen. But the way it all sounds is so like sketchy and shady. And I and I actually feel I mean. You never should feel completely bad for like a giant corporation because, again, they'll always they have money no feelings I'll never to have. be hurt. Yes. Yeah. They don't, corporations are not people. People. People oh, are Supreme people. Court says differently, <laughs> but we know the yes. Supreme Court sometimes is. But I also kind of feel bad because this narrative has been in the press since 20, way before 2012. Um, when there was that actual like security issue found with Huawei, not smartphones. I think it was like Huawei conferencing devices Mm -hmm. were like a part of this. And so it's, it's kind of a, it's a sucky thing and it just, it, yeah, it just kind of, it sucks for Huawei, but also don't, don't use a backdoor to install things because that's super unsafe. No matter how badly you want to use a phone in a certain country. Oh my God, just don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's why sideloading – one of the things that I most appreciate about Android, the fact that you can go deep into settings and flip a switch to sideload yeah. apps from that aren't necessarily – that aren't signed by the Google Play Store. Yeah. Because I feel as though if you've spent either $200 or $1,200 on a phone, you own the phone and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. However, that's – oh, that is just like – that's like hanging out a welcome mat for every bad thing that can happen as a result of open owning a phone. But if you're going to be that – if you're going to be that bold, shall we say? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, – it, it does – we should say that it, it does look as though this was there, – there's nothing uh, super suspicious about this uh, in regards Huawei's intentions. Huawei, this is something that Huawei def- – a backdoor that Huawei from evidence clearly put in themselves to facilitate the installation of uh, Google services. Mm-hmm. However, it does appear as though that was – their sole intent with this, that it wasn't a backdoor that could then be exploited by other governments or whatever. Not that it couldn't be, but that was it. And uh, it is still kind of one of the reasons why Huawei became so open to scrutiny and speculation is that we don't know for sure who owns it. And uh, it's, it's supposedly owned by this one person, however, or, or who owns the majority of the stock. However, yeah. once you start going one or two layers deep, you you get to the point where okay, we don't know who owns Huawei. Yeah. So, given yeah, so uh, I do I do think that the trade wars that are going on are not good at all. I don't think that they're rationally founded. Uh, I do believe that industrial espionage is a real threat. I also believe that uh, if a government-owned tele- uh, telecommunications hardware company wanted to take advantage of the fact that the world was basing a five their 5G network on hardware built by a company based in their country, that they would coerce or ask the, or this company say, yeah, we want you to just put this little component inside all of your 5G hardware. Yeah. It looks like a resistor. But it's not a resistor. Okay, that that is definitely something to be out for. I don't believe that the 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 machinations that are pursuing this trade war are towards are well thought out or are designed to do the effect that is best for people. And it just goes to show uh, we're talking. Plugging into the podcast too. We were talking about this on Mac Break yesterday. That's just so much uncertainty about. The future. Then there are a lot of companies, Apple included, uh, Google included, that their part of their solution to a lot of these problems is let's wait to see if there's a new president next year because Republican or Democratic, everything could change and a lot of horrific problems for tech businesses could go away if there is a different president in that office. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but let's cleanse the palate after that little diversion with another ad, shall we say? Yeah, let's do that. That's a, That was a good segue, Andy. Indeed. This episode is brought to you by our brilliant friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom is brilliant because they help keep your sites and the sites you love on line. Pingdom monitors your site so you don't have to and gives you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. 
The internet is awesome, but stuff does break all the time. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages a month. That's more than 400,000 outages a day. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you are alerted, depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time, so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is that URL that you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest for you. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, be sure to use our code, MATERIAL, to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. Okay, so more political. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, <laughs> And now, if you had enough about the about politics, we now switch to politics. So, this is yeah, so you're you're well aware that the government uh, is the bipartisan the bipartisan Congress and bipartisan state legislatures and state uh, district attorneys are unhappy with large tech companies and are asking them to prove that they're not jerks or evil or both. Uh and so uh, the latest twist is uh, the House uh, House antitrust investigators are now scrutinizing something that Google is doing that uh, should be actually a good thing for the internet and for users. Uh, for a while, Google has been uh, hammering on how important it is to use HTTPS uh, to the yes. extent of making sure that when you connect to a site – uh, it's not just – whereas once they were just, oh, well, here's a tiny little lock in the corner that shows you that this is secure. Now they really want to make you aware that what you are connecting to, if it is not encrypted, people in the middle can now uh, – it's in plain text and people can uh, intercept it. Uh, and so uh, in uh, 2017, there was a proposal, uh, an industry proposal for a new d- domain server, DNS over HTTPS uh, – you not you might not be aware of it. I wasn't aware of the details of how bad the situation was until earlier mm. this month. But uh, domain uh, the domain name server system, the domain name system, which is how, why you can type in Google dot com instead of one twenty one dot bloom dot bloom dum bloom. Uh, you connect your web server contacts a domain name server on the internet, which translates. Google.com to an actual internet protocol IP address that will show you here is exactly where you should connect this computer to in order to serve that web page. And so, but the thing is that was, that standard was created 35 years ago and it really has not been improved since. So it's based on uh, our, shall we say country mouse attitude about trustworthiness and computers in the mid eighties. This Hmm. is when the band wham was uh, had uh, lots of hits. Uh, this is Wake when. Wake me up, yeah. Just <laughs> Frankie for anybody. Say, re- Frankie would say, "Relax," and we would relax. Uh, we were a little bit. Uh, it was it was a different time, and so all of your all, all of your requests to translate a uh, the address of the site that you want to get to mm-hmm. are transmitted over the internet in plain text, completely unencrypted. Which means that your service provider or anybody else can simply find out what pages you are accessing, not just what services and what uh, do- domains, but the actual URLs, so they can right. track all that stuff. And obviously, that's super, super, super valuable information, yes, to Google, but also to whoever you buy uh, internet service from and anybody who decides to subcontract to all these people. So uh, although DNS over HTTPS is a really, really good idea for consumers – it means that uh, it means that in, in addition to not having your traffic sniffed by someone upstream, it also means that it's harder for a bad actor to uh, spoof a, a domain name because this is all encrypted. The, the person who's trying to redirect your attempt to connect to your your local bank wouldn't know that you're trying to connect to your local bank to begin with because they couldn't see the DNS request. So this is all great stuff. But uh, if you are a regulator who is uh, focused on the question that Google might be <laughs> too big to be left alone. Who is and salivating over trusted. the idea that Google yeah, might be exactly. too big. I'm sorry. That's how it I might feel occur- about that. Yes. <laughs> it might occur to you that uh, Chrome is the world's most popular browser between uh, desktops and mobile devices. It has a little over two-thirds of the browser <laughs> of the browser market. They also run their own uh, public DNS. So it would occur to you that let's say that – 
Google's yeah. desire for to encrypt all these DNS calls uh, might either intentionally or as a side effect have the effect of allowing Google to see all of the traffic and to learn what it wants to about its users that way. But it would it would deny everybody else the ability to do that as well. So uh, and so the uh, House uh, House subcommittee sent a letter to Google asking it to explain why it's promoting DNS over HTTPS. Also, if any of the data that it collects through it will be used for profit. Uh, which I think that when you have a company that's as large as Google and a legitimate question like this comes up, I do think that they should have to ask answer that question. So I don't yeah. think they're being harassed. However, that said, let's also point out that uh, uh, the people that are profiting profiting off of of uh, uh, unencrypted DNS. They're also upset about it, maybe for selfish reasons. Maybe they're not really looking out for a f- uh, for fair trade. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Internet and Television Association, the NCTA, the CTIA, and U.S. Telecom wrote a letter to these lawmakers uh, asserting because they they really just want what's best for users. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to quote quote the the letter. Because the majority of worldwide internet traffic runs through the Chrome browser or the Android operating system, Google could become the overwhelmingly predominant DNS lookup provider. Google would acquire greater control over user data access across networks and devices across the world. This could inhibit competitors and possibly foreclose competition in advertising and other industries. And, of course, they went out – they also pointed out that – Okay, legitimately that uh, the, a lot of uh, parental control services and apps rely on DNS being unencrypted. That's how they can tell that mm. uh, that Sunny Boy is trying to access Pornhub and not the uh, site that teaches him how to solve calculus problems. Uh, <laughs> and also – but also the bog- the usual I don't know what to say, so I'll just say it could encourage piracy and also make law enforcement's uh, jobs harder. Uh, so I'm uh, uh, I'm glad I'm all for more openness, but it goes to show that at this point, the political situation is such that you can't uh, a company like Google or Apple or Facebook can't do even something that is hugely positive without being asked to demonstrate that they aren't hiding a really, truly evil intent. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to respond to this on a technical matter. Um, I just know that. It, it is my choice to use Google Chrome, and I kind of know some of the implications of being a Chrome user. And um, so far, I'm okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> I understand the the need and the push to kind of regulate more of this stuff, but uh, I don't know. I also kind of like the idea of being sort of protected. Um, depending on the browser that I'm using. I mean, who's to say other browsers aren't going to, you know, sort of do this kind of routing situation themselves. That's a a good point. A a consistent thing that I keep coming back to is that um, I'm certain that every second I spend on using the internet or walking through the world with a phone in my pocket, there are going to be hundreds if not thousands of companies that are going to be trying to track my data and monetize it and, and abuse it. I mean, advertising is already right. like the advertising machine is the big thing that is constantly tracking right. you as it is. And the and I've already made the decision that the transaction I'm making with Google uh, to give let them have a really really intensive look into what I do on the internet, but to return but to pay for it in the terms of services that are not only really really great in and of themselves, but are really well tailored to how I use all the want to use these services. I feel as I personally feel as though for me that's a good transaction. So when the people who are against uh, Google promoting HTTP uh, uh, DNS over HTTPS say that yes, but then the only people who'd be able to see your web traffic is google and no other company i'm still waiting for you to tell me how that how what the bad thing about that is also is that really true yeah exactly i don't know i don't think i don't think that's totally true considering uh my shopping habits online um and also listen if you really want to be secret just use (laughs) duckduckgo that's that that's what I do when I Google uh or not Google when I duck duck go <laughs> to use that. Like last night I was looking up this this awful Italian like erotic horror film because it just like came up. 
I'm not going to even tell you what, it, like, I think it, I'll tell you offline, Andy, but it was, it's like my curiosity is peaked when I see it, you know, I'm like, but I don't want this in my search results. Like, I don't want Google now delivering me info about like this weird, like, uh, there's weird stuff out there, you know? Whenever I talk about this on the radio, I always use the example like for when you want incognito mode, like why this is, thing is important, why the Tor browser is important. The example I always use is that, well, because like let's say I've, I've been reading about or saw a YouTube video about this car. And I'm kind of curious about the history of this car. I don't want advertisers to think I'm now shopping for a car and suddenly I'm inundated with ads for like new car purchases. And yes, that is true. And every time that is one of the things I use it for, but also it's for stuff like that, where it's like, that sounds like the goofiest porno movie ever. 1973 and I point out that I, I'm not looking for the porno I'm looking for something like a synopsis of it to see exactly I want to know how terrible it was because apparently <laughs> teenagers were heard on the set of it say I oh. just I was like what <laughs> anyway listen people I am not masochistic or weird Okay, I don't even watch horror movies, but sometimes, but I want to know from my own pop culture knowledge exactly. you know, what some of this weird stuff is that exists in the world because I want to maybe be grossed out by it without having a search engine knowing that I was looking at it because I don't want weird, murderous Italian cinema to like show up, <laughs> you know, like masochistic sexual Italian cinema. Like that is not my thing, but obviously I am a curious human being. This is why I became a journalist. I'm always chasing down information. Exactly. Okay. It's research. I've gone completely off topic, but well, yes. What's, what's true? Oh, actually, and our, 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 so our next topic actually kind of dovetails into the, that larger thing, like where it's hard for Google to do nice things without being people complaining about it. And, also, I think that they're really, really aware that every time we do something that is seems to be really, really nice with no downsides and no commercial advantage to us, we really need to promote that. We want people to know that. So there's a new uh, Google blog post called Keeping Privacy and Security Simple for You that uh, takes the wraps off of some actually pretty nice enhancements uh, to uh, security and personal privacy on Google services and apps. Some of them have been pre-announced, but now they're actually going live. Mm -hmm. uh, for one thing, uh, incognito mode, which we discussed earlier, coming to Google Maps finally. Uh, so now, just like you can turn on incognito mode in uh, in the web browser, and now they will not know that uh, you were searching for uh, violent Italian pornographic movies. <laughs> you can also they you also turn turn on incognito mode in Google Maps, and Google will not know that you drove to a place where you could buy a VHS of the pornographic violent. Uh, vintage Italian movie. Uh, so the, according to the blog post, when you turn on incognito mode in maps, your maps activity on that device, like the places you search for, won't be saved to your Google account and won't be used to personalize your maps experience. Now I'm thinking how this could be used nefariously, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to say unsolved mysteries, like <laughs> those people were not tracked. Okay. So it doesn't like matter if we had it or not. I just, anyway. <laughs> Keep going. So that uh, <laughs> uh, so that feature uh, rolls out to Android this month. It's coming to iOS shortly thereafter. YouTube also already has uh, incognito mode. So again, if you've been if you're now see the the, the side effect of us talking about uh, violent pornographic vintage Italian movies is that some of you are listening to this and probably thinking that. Now I'm kind of curious as to what they could be again. So don't worry about it. There's already incognito mode on YouTube if you don't want to run it through an incognito page. I use it so I can watch, so I can hate watch things and not have it like be a part of. Like I'm hate while I hate you. You're a terrible person. Anyway, uh, so uh, another uh, YouTube is getting a new feature: the auto deletion of private data, which kind of the flip side. We've had that on other Google services before, and it will work just as it does everywhere else. If you go into privacy settings, just enable it and you can choose whether it should delete uh, your activity after three months or 18 months and it will just happen automatically thereafter now they've added something a couple of really cool things to uh, privacy tools to google assistant uh, those are coming next week uh, and for english speaking users of the google assistant hmm. it'll come to more languages coming soon but you're going to love this uh, you can now say if you make a google assistant request 
of you can now they've added a new command like hey Guillermo delete the last thing I told you or hey yeah. Guillermo delete everything I told you this week so now I think Amazon announced that last week yeah. uh, at their event so yeah. I'm perfectly timed yeah exactly particularly everybody every maker of a personal assistant including Apple uh, yeah. got hit when it was revealed that. For I mean, absolutely, understandably, they have human people that occasionally have to listen to recordings to make sure that the thing is working properly. Or if it's screwed up, where did it screw up? And it doesn't matter how mm. anonymous how anonymized this data is; it's still super creepy to know that uh, that something that yeah. you a recording of your voice might be listened to, uh, to uh, by somebody, particularly if that someone yeah. is a contractor uh, as opposed to like an actual employee of. Apple, uh, and if, and particularly when you consider that a lot of the reasons why you get these like uh, er- erroneous and false sort of results is when you happen to burp in a way that uh, Apple's assistant thought was a trigger word, and now it recorded like an hour, like a, a minute's worth of audio, and you have no idea when that audio was. It could have been while you were scratching yourself and saying, "Oh goodness, I'm." I'm glad there's no camera here because the camera would show me scratching myself right on the left buttock. And although I have reasons to do that, I can do that in privacy, knowing that no one is aware that I've scratched my left buttock. So, yeah. So that's that uh, That seems like a, a essential stuff. Let us scratch in peace. Well, I don't want pe- I don't want people knowing about where I scratch because you know you got to do it. But just like I don't want like video we're of me humans. blowing my nose. Like if I, yeah, I'm just, we're all humans. I, I'm working on my my iPhone 11 review, and for the life of me, I can't figure out what to demonstrate the slow feed, like slow motion uh, selfie mm. video mode. Mm. And it's like one of the things that would be kind of dramatic is to blow your nose, but it would also be really disgusting. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's I also don't want to have to share that even if I'm getting paid for it. Uh, there's also they're also adding. Uh, you can ask the assistant, uh, "Hey Guillermo, how do you keep my data safe?" And I hope there are other ways of phrasing that because that seems like a very specific phrase to have to. How about if, I, I would love to see this as like in a couple of weeks? I'm going to have to try out. Hey Tell Guillermo, me all the ways you love me. <laughs> Sorry, that's what it sounds like. Sorry. Oh no! no. <laughs> I was just going to say that I'm going to have. I'm going to ask it. Hey, go, hey, hey, Guillermo. Why should I trust you? <laughs> and yeah, see if it starts ex- right. <laughs> we start like now. It switches to like the Tom Hanks voice <laughs> because we love and trust Tom Hanks. <laughs> Um, and lastly, in this blog post, uh, they've ad- they've enhanced uh, the uh, g- uh, the Chrome password manager uh, by adding a new password checkup tool. It will audit all of your passwords to tell you if uh, you're you have a password that is either too simple, or hey, you're using this password on multiple accounts, uh, or even if this password and username combination have appeared on lists of known password breaches. So you just uh, Click on the password manager. There's a button. You run a scan, uh, and it will give you all these warnings. So that's super important. If even if it only just gets people to, I, I hope that I hope that the the responses that it gives you are geared towards the type of stupidity. Like if you if you if you were using like one two three four five six as a password or something similar to that ABC, they should immediately take you to YouTube and the video from the Mel Brooks movie Spaceballs. <laughs> where it's like one two three four five six to 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 lock like the the environmental that that's what the sort of thing that an idiot would put on their luggage. <laughs> we don't I don't we don't we don't want you to feel shame. We just want you to remember not to use passwords like that. That's all. Uh, and now <laughs> we want you to remember about another one of our advertisers. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> This episode of Material is brought to you by HREFs. Whether you work for a big brand, run your own small business, or do freelance work like me, getting traffic to your website is always a challenge. There's just so much competition out there. HREFs is an all-in-one SEO tool that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get a ton of search traffic. You can delve into how your competitors are getting traffic and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most traffic. And you can get estimated search volumes with their Keywords Explorer tool. So you can see how well a piece of content is likely to perform even before you write it. And if you are getting search traffic, you can use features like their top pages report to discover which pages are bringing in the most traffic, then figure out how to replicate this success. It's a seriously clever way to debunk the mystery around SEO. 
I mean, even for my website, where I'm just kind of showing off the work that I'm working on, Hrefs is helping me figure out how to get the most views on those articles that I am writing for FlowFeed. So go to hrefs.com right now. Sign up for their seven-day trial for just $7. Get reports on your website, see what's performing well, and figure out your next move. Whether you have a personal website you want to get a following on or your company needs more traffic to convert to sales, go there now hrefs.com, spelled A-H-R-E-F-S.com to get that $7 trial. Our thanks to hrefs for their support of Material and all of Relay FM. Oh my gosh, more Pixel 4 stuff. I swear, this phone hasn't even been officially released yet and already. I know everything. Mm, no, you don't. Nor do I. Well, uh, see, at this point... <laughs> On a normal, uh, uh, in a normal news cycle about a normal product, I would be one hundred percent with you, because because okay. we're gonna we're gonna find out we're gonna actually okay we've already seen the Pixel Four but we will actually be able to hold the Pixel Four in a couple of weeks. True. Kiss um, it, love you, it, hug it, rock uh, it to sleep. You know whatever you want to do. Uh, realize that there'll be other members of the press there at the uh, Made by Google event in New York City a couple of weeks. You Meh. might be photographed doing that. There's, uh, you're, you're, you've definitely been invited. I have not been invited yet. I put. In I'm going to make the most of all. Listen, I'm going to make <laughs> the most of this time with it, which means we have a play date planned. There is a swing <laughs> set involved. There is an ice cream truck. Me and this Pixel Four, <laughs> we're going to know each other, and it's going to remember me when I'm gone. That one time, that one round time, and I was round, with that baby. one lady. <laughs> really, there's going to be an ice cream truck there. No, but well, you got my hopes up. No, I'm gonna take it to the park and you know give it a give it a date. I'll never forget. (laughs) You want to make a good impression, Uh, but yeah, see, because it really is kind of comical. So nine to five Google, uh, a news site that I respect. So realize I'm being Mm – when I say the following is merely uh, merely an indication, a way of expressing in a humorous way the level of information they got uh, that were posted today on October 2nd. They are either officially part of Google's product marketing (laughs) or they have access to all of Google product marketing's passwords because today they generated a bunch of really cool posts based on (laughs) – actual marketing materials and videos uh, that they have turned up. Yes. Uh, so I, I and I sh- I should mention that uh, as a uh, as an elderly tech columnist who has seen a lot of stuff and who has talked to a lot of PR people several years after they quit working for certain companies, I whenever I see a really really great scoop that seems to be timed really really well, somewhere in the back of my mind is that this was an approved leak. That's so it's it's not uh, it would not be ridiculous for me to wonder if uh, Apple sees all the really great reviews that the iPhone 11 is getting because it is a particularly good release of the iPhone and all the improvements to the camera. And saying, we want to make sure that anybody who is on their way to the Apple store with $800, we don't want them to never to forget where that place is. But we do want them to at least wonder enough that maybe they should wait two weeks to see what we've got. So it's not wouldn't be ridiculous or unprecedented for a large company to approach a journalist that they trust and say, here is a, a gosh, I hope this email doesn't accidentally go to this member of the press because here's a password to a selection of marketing materials. And if this were to be released, not only could we, would we not be able to retaliate in any way, but so uh, here's what they've got. They got uh, promotional videos of that uh, from Google that, exp- that demonstrate the face unlocking feature, which mm-hmm. of course we've known about uh, via Project Solo for years, mm-hmm. uh, but it shows at least uh, an optimal a best case scenario uh, of how it would work and the thing you notice immediately is that uh, when like I've got the iPhone 11 here right next to me and if I hold it up uh, I have to do something in order to get the thing to unlock 
uh, have to actually do the swipe gesture or whatever. It does light up when it sees when it feels okay. as though it's been held up. Uh, but the video shows uh, the, the person just simply re- reaching the phone, picking it up, and it's just right where it's open. And it's on the app that you whatever you had uh, earlier on. Uh, and I guess I have to assume that there's a way to – you can select what happens because you certainly wouldn't want uh, it to activate while it's just on the table and you just simply moved or whatever. Uh, you'd also want to make – they're also going to have to explain like how your eyes have to be open uh, because there's – or something like that. You don't Unlock want someone. Me. Yeah. I'm holding my eyes open right now on yeah. the video. I'm like, because uh, you certainly don't want someone who to take your phone off the nightstand or out of your bag while you are asleep and simply hold it up to your face and like register a new fingerprint or well, they wouldn't have a fingerprint, but you know what it is. What mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that that would be terrible. There must be there has to be a way to make sure it's not as easy as possible if that's not what you want to happen. Uh, they also got access to the official specs sheet, and we're not talking about how they must have copied and pasted something from some from an email. It's like no, they actually got like the actual art that will looks like it will appear on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, on the website, and not a whole lot uh, earth shattering here. Five point seven inch full HD display. Up to 90 hertz OLED, which is what we were expecting, high, uh, high, more, higher uh, refresh rate. That's nice. Battery, 2,800 milliamp hours, which could be not wonderful, not bad, but not particularly good. We'll have to see what, they do, what they're doing for power management. They're also mentioning the Pixel Net Neural Core processor, the Qualcomm Snapdragon 855 with the Pixel Neural Core. Six megs of memory, which we heard about earlier, which is good news. Storage, uh, 64 or 128 gigs. Interesting they're not going for like uh, 512 or 256, which a lot of the premiums are going for. Uh, hmm. And, you know, telephoto camera, Titan M security module. Uh, I'm sorry, that's – and uh, the – the the max version will have 6.3 inch quad HD 3700 milliamp hour battery so I might and I'm kind of interested in I'm gonna have to think about spending more for that one uh, but it it looks like a there's there's nothing here that makes you think that oh my god why did they put just 16 kilobytes of system memory on this this is this is going to be terrible um, they also got a list of what's coming in the box that is bad news. Uh, they say that you'll in the, you'll find the phone, a one meter USB C to USB C cable, an eighteen watt USB C power adapter. That's nice. It's a high capacity, uh, quick charging power adapter. A quick switch adapter. Now this is interesting. Female USB A to male USB C. So uh, packed into the box, an adapter that lets you plug in a standard full sized USB cable into it which uh, these things are you can buy these things on ebay or excuse me on amazon anywhere the fact they're packing it in the box implies that when they show it off they're going to say that oh and of course you can hook it up to uh, game controllers and of course you can hook it up to uh, uh to uh, hard drives and storage devices that's an interesting move samsung does this with its ga- with its devices by the way but that's because they want you to be able to manually transfer all that information from phone to phone hmm. so they try to make that easier for you but that's weird U- usb a is usually thought of as a host sort of port so it wouldn't be uh, like connecting, yeah. not not using it as a storage, uh, connecting connecting it as uh, as device storage for another computer. I would th- I would think that one of the reasons they would do it is because they do have that desktop interface, so they want to sort of encourage you to think of it as I don't know. It's I I thought that was really interesting. Um, you we do shall get know more. <laughs> you do get a SIM tool. Uh, and I'm saying oh, that. Oh, good. Well, okay. What, what I, all I'm saying is that I want, this is a good excuse to put this in your in 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 people's heads. When you get a sim, when you get a sim tool in a new phone, immediately take it out and put it in your wallet. Because number one, I'm not saying that you should have one with you wherever you go. I'm saying that when you're in your own home and you need a sim extraction tool, you will not find it. Unless you say, oh, I put it in my wallet. Okay, mm-hmm. great. That's where it is. And it's flat, takes up no space. That's fine. But also because the times when you are desperate for some extraction tool are going to be when you are in the on one of those cartoon uh, tropical islands where it's just a big, like, one round dome of sand with one tropical plant You need to pierce your ears, Andy, because I'll tell you, <laughs> I learned this trick in an airport when I was looking for a sim tool, and the guy said, you have earrings on. Why don't you just take it off and use it? And I was like, 
right. I have earrings on. Thank you, sir. Random airport in Germany. That is that is brilliant. I had never thought of that before. Now I'm going no, to have to file that away. No, I didn't either. I had hoops in my ear. The guy's like, just use your hoops. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That is that is kind of brilliant. Just FYI for anybody out there. Okay, so so here's here's the bad news. Uh-oh. So not not now you were thinking, oh, he's gonna he's gonna confirm that there's no uh, headphone port. Um, no, that is to say, no, there is no headphone port. But that's not what I'm about to bring up. They're not even gonna give you a free pair of cheap USB C oh. earbuds. Or, Darn if, if, this, if this is true, there's again they they have had and they reproduce this pack in printed list. That says doesn't have a doesn't have uh, earbuds in it. You're also not going to get a, uh, a USB adapter for your analog headphones. So on the one on the one hand, you can kind of see that because uh, you know people probably have their own headphones at this point. But it's such a simple little piece of grace. The simple, hey, you know what? <laughs> thank you, thank you, Pixel user. We like you. We understand that not everybody treats you nice in this world from the bus driver who slams the door in your face just as you're about to board uh-huh. to the to the snack chip manufacturer that thinks you're too stupid to realize that they've just put an ounce and a half less chips in the bag the exact same size. We're not like those people. We know that you probably already have your headphones and you like them very much. But you know what? Here's an extra pair of headphones. And if you lost them, great. Now you have headphones. And if you already have them... You know what? Put the put them in your in your laptop bag so that even when you've forgotten your headphones, you'll still we realize that we're all here to help each other, not just company to customer, but just as human to human. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll get each other through this, whatever happens. And aye, now they're basically aye. saying that no, for six or seven or eight hundred or nine hundred dollars, no, we can't even give you a pair of headphones that cost us like thirty cents to manufacture. Okay, that's fine. It's rude. I'm not it's not like I'm gonna hold a grudge about this or anything. <laughs> Uh, now, luckily for me, I've already bought like five of them <laughs> because we we just got used to in this household uh, being both Android users that we no longer have headphone jacks, um, something that my husband still complains about on a weekly basis. I've had some time to get used to the notion. Uh, but because of that, I have these things scattered throughout the house. Just just say I have one by the keys, by the door. I have like a set of headphones with a little adapter, like in the, you know, the pile of cords. Like, you know, just try to make sure that everybody is accounted for. Um, but you know, this for how much money this phone is supposedly going to cost, you couldn't even just put a nine dollar adapter in there. Mm. Or at least, or if, if you're gonna take that away, at least give us like some cool stickers or something. Yeah, I don't mean the I virtual crap stickers. That. I mean just something that looks us. Give us a little like bit the of Apple stickers, the ones that people put on their cars. Right, like exactly. those are good enough to put on a car. So I want a Google sticker that's good enough to put on my car Excellent. that will last the weather. Uh, very quickly, the only other they also have promo videos of what Google is calling the quote new Google Assistant unquote. Not a not a whole lot. It just seems like more like they're uh, making the point that hey, we're so much better than Shlomo on Apple. Look how well it does continued conversation. It's true. Um, they also it seems to be a very important uh, tactical decision. Uh, sample actual sample photos from the Pixel Four. You really think this is going to be something important for them to highlight? I'm sure that. They already were obviously they're going to be talking a lot about the improvements to the camera uh, in the uh, in the announcement in a couple of weeks. But when they saw how much people are really writing positively about uh, the new camera and the iPhone 11, particularly how good the night mode is, you got to think that they're really going to hammer that point home. We should leak it. Yes. Uh, so uh, nine to five Google also shares these things. Uh, their own commentary is that the selfies look really, really nice. Okay, that's fine. Uh, they know that the samples <laughs> that they have are 4.5 megapixels and not the full eight megapixels that you see in the uh, specs of the camera. Maybe they, maybe Google marketing was just cropping them down for wherever, wherever they're going to be putting them. Um, interesting, the night sight samples, and of course it's going to be a brand new version of night sight, show a lot bolder colors than you would get from the Pixel 3, uh, which is something they. I'm glad to see because uh, when I've, I, I've been doing nothing but taking night sight, uh, night shot, uh, 
night mode pictures on the uh, on the iPhone 11, and I would say that yeah, you get more natural colors uh, with the Apple version. So they really have to show that yes, well, this is, we are not doing version one of point of something. We are doing something that's real sophisticated. Um, and also the the I think the was probably going to wind up being the real party trick of the camera. Uh, they have full resolution samples of photos of the night sky featuring not just stars but also the the Milky Way galaxy. Now, obviously, they must have gone to the middle of the desert because you can't get pictures of the Milky Way if there's any light contamination. But imagine just – and even if they if they had it in a tripod, even if they had professionals who know here is a, the no-fail way of getting even like a piece of photographic paper inside a Quaker Oats box to get a picture of the Milky Way galaxy, the fact that you're getting a camera that can take a picture of the Milky Way – Again, that is a very impressive party trick that will get you invited to the next party, definitely. Ah, wow. We are going to have quite the day on October 15th, aren't we? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. It's, and that's not to, when we talked last week about what we're hoping to see. It, the lid has been blown off of most of it, but it looks like it's going to be uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty good day. And I'm I'm glad. I am really looking. I'm planning on buying a Pixel Four, maybe a, a, the larger one. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing it immediately or waiting a couple of months. Uh, and so I would be very very disappointed if they chose to make something crummy that makes me want to say, but the iPhone 11, it's it's also available in yellow. I can call it the banana phone without having to put it into a case. And without having it go rotten on you. Or oxidizing, I should say, because it's not really <laughs> rotten. You should still eat a banana, even if it's a little bruised. <laughs> and if you wait too long, banana bread. Exactly. Banana pudding. Exactly. Well, that's going to be it for – I'm sure we'll have more <laughs> – I'm sure that we'll have like uh, full reviews of the Pixel 4 next week. We'll have – here's – it's I, I can't I can't imagine what's <laughs> – I can't imagine what's left to reveal about it at this yeah. point. So, But the most important thing is coming, which is Google putting all of this in context and telling their story mm-hmm. of what they changed, why they changed it, and why they think it's important. So that's going to mm-hmm. be – it's still going to be worth watching in a couple of weeks. Again, I might be I watching it from outside the venue – I hope not, but sure. I can stream it for you. <laughs> I don't see. Uh, it's, it, this is going to be like uh, like the black and white ball from Truman Capote, where it, like I wasn't invited, so I have to like pretend like oh I was going to go, but I got tickets to this this event in in in, uh, in Delaware, and was so uh, to to meet uh, Paul Schaefer and uh, listen to the orchestra. It's like I don't want to have to make an excuse for not being there because it kind of stinks if I go, don't get to go to the event. That's all. I'm not entitled, I know, but I feel as though. Yeah. We should end before I start weeping. Okay. So, uh, Flo, what's a, what do you want people to know about between now and next week? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, go to FloridZion.com. I actually updated it. There's some new content hey. up there to look forward to. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Twitch. I'm all over the place on those networks. Uh, 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 stay tuned. That's, yes. That's all I got. And thank you for that recommend. <laughs> thank you for that recommendation. Now, in the course of the show, I have downloaded. <laughs> I've, Yay. I've, I've downloaded Tell me how it. you feel next week. And no, on, I'll be not only on my interested. phone, but also on the Chromebook. So we're gonna. We're, I'm okay. gonna have some fun with that. Right. Um, as for me, you can. I'm gonna be on. Uh, uh, usually, on most Fridays, you can catch me on WGBH Boston's NPR station, talking about technology for 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, this week. I'm going to be on at 11:30 a.m. So if you do not have a radio, Eastern can, time. Eastern time, thank you. Uh, you can also <laughs> go to wgbhnews.org and catch it streaming or go to there at any point thereafter and just do a search on my name. They usually have the uh, they usually have the audio clips and the whole shows there for you to check out. And as usual, go to Anatko on Instagram, Anatko on Twitter, and Anatko.com to find out other things that I'm posting and talking about in the ether. But that's going to be it for us this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this week. We hope you listen again next week. And until then, have an awesome seven days. Bye. 